Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, to another edition, to another installment. Welcome, one and all, to another edition of the Alamonte Show Report. I am your host, Don Alamonte Morris. And before I get into this piece, I want to tell you to subscribe. If you have already subscribed, I want to thank you, but I want you to share this content with all your friends, your mama, your daddy, your side piece, whoever, and get them to subscribe and listen and watch and share to the Alamonte Report, Alamonte Show Report. So now let's get into this. Now, this one, <laughs> I, I, I'm not even going to lie to you. I've been letting this simmer for a little bit. Um, and the person that really inspired me to do this piece is my great friend. He's, he's, he's one of my good friends, um, but he's a bandwagon, um, as I call him, a bandwagon groupie. Uh, he actually inspired this because he apparently is a Lakers fan, but he's a Golden State fan because Durant used to play for the team, and now he's a Steph Curry man, and he says that Steph Curry is better than LeBron James. Now, me and my boy, <laughs> you know, you got that one friend where he, where they just say the most craziest thing, not even endurance thing, but the most craziest things that make you go, huh? Um, we 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 had back and forths of like. Well, this one really blew my mind. He believes, and I, and I want y'all to do me a favor. I want y'all to comment on here. Do you think Yao Ming is better than Shaq? Because he believes that Yao Ming is better than Shaq. Now, I'm not the biggest Shaq fan or the biggest Yao Ming fan, but Shaq eclipsed Yao Ming. <laughs> Literally. It, 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 it's, it's not even night and day. Yao Ming is lucky to be in the Hall of Fame, but that's for a different story. But that describe you, um, describes my friend to you in a nutshell. And I told him, and you, you can't like two rival teams, definitely when it comes to L.A. teams. You cannot be a freaking, and this this for my Cali folks, you cannot be a Dodgers fan and a Giants fan at the same time. You can't. You would not, <laughs> where in freaking, definitely in San Francisco, where you can literally go in with the L.A. Dodgers blue in the neighborhood and then have on the Giants hat and vice versa. You would never be in L.A. rocking a Giants cap and have on the L.A. Dodgers coat on. <laughs> It don't work that way. Me as a Cowboys fan, you would never ever, first of all, you would never ever see me with no other garbage football team's jersey on, number one. Most of all, my rival team. You would never see me with the Philadelphia Feagles jersey on or a G New York G8 jersey on. Most of all, not a Washington Commies jersey on, neither. Even if my favorite player leaves the Dallas Cowboys, you will never, ever, 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 ever see me with another rival team's jersey on. To me, if you like two teams, you are a bandwagon fan. You have no loyalty. And also, you lose your right to talk shit about anybody. Period. Because if... You think just because you like two teams that you have the right to talk shit about your team, then which one you really got loyalty to? 
Because if one team sucks and we talk about them, then all of a sudden you can fall back onto that other team and be like, well, you know, they're doing pretty good. That's no loyalty, man. That is you in a marriage, but you have a side piece. I think that's the one of the best ways I could describe it too, other than, you know, putting on another rival's team and saying that you like them too. When you're in a marriage, you dedicate to that one person, right? But you like this side, you know, side piece over here. And you'll know where your loyalties lie. But you married this one, but you still chose just to mess around with the other girl. What sense does that make? So basically, as a man or woman, you lost your right to have control in the relationship. You basically forfeit your power over to your spouse to dictate however the relationship goes and forcing the decision in your hands. So I want to make that abundantly clear. Which lead me to this. Now, as much as I can't stand Steph Curry, as much as I can't stand the Golden State Warriors, I am a respectable hater. I am the one, the only few, and the proud respectable hater. I may not like a team or may not like a person, but if they do good and they change the game, whatever, what have you, I will give them their props as they deserve. As much as it pays me to do it, I may can't I may hate, yes, I said hate Chevrolets because I'm a big NASCAR fan. I hate Chevrolets. But if that driver deserves to win like AKA uh Daniel Suarez um last Sunday, he won at Sonoma. I clap it up for him. Great guy, great driver. Don't like what he drives, but guess what? He won with the Chevy. And I gotta show props for that and I gotta show respect. I got to show respect, but you know, I show respect. You know? Even when the Smeagles won that thing called Super Bowl, I had to give them their props, give them their respect. They made it. They won the Super Bowl. Can't get mad at that. So, I give props. I keep the same energy. And I give justice when it's due. Give respect when it's due. So now with that knocked out, congratulations to Golden State Warriors. I c- Congratulations. Y'all won y'all fourth title. That's great. But now we get down to the nitty gritty. Now since they won their fourth title, now everybody's saying that, oh my goodness, you know, Steph Curry should be respected as one of the greats. He should be in the top 10, maybe even higher. And that's when I have to pause and pump the brakes. Because a lot of y'all, let's be for real, a lot of y'all so-called Golden State fans aren't actually truly Golden State Warriors fans. When did you actually start loving the Golden State Warriors? You you had to go through it before y'all started winning championships. As me as a Cowboys fan, I was a fan 
all the way <laughs> till freaking 1993. I was, what, four or five or something like that? You know, I went through the years when they won a Super Bowl, Super Bowls. And I've been through the heartache, been through the pain, never left their side. Been a fan since. Always say, we get them next year. We get them next year. We get them next year. But you realize when we're doing good, I'm there. When we're doing bad, I'm there criticizing. I never leave when, when the tough gets rough. I mean, another franchise, the Boston Red Sox. Oh, my goodness. You have freaking generations of generations of, of a fan base that went through heartaches, that went through pain of never seeing the World Series or not even making it to the World Series. And now with this new generation, they already got, what, how many World Series now? But when they finally broke the hump and won that World Series to break the curse of the Bambino, to finally beating those most hated rival Yankees. That's right there, my friends, is loyalty. A fan base that never left their team because they know it's going to be better next year. And also, don't get me started on the, on the freaking uh, Cubs. The curse of the GOAT. That generation, oh my gosh. How about this NASCAR, Dale Earnhardt, after 20 tries to win the Daytona 500, you had fans from the back in the day that stuck with Dale Earnhardt through all his seven championships, never left this side, even though he was basically the enemy of the state. You know, he bumped a lot of drivers, he roughed up a lot of drivers, but that's how he drove. That, that's how Dale Earnhardt drove, but guess what? He still had his fan base. And when he won that Daytona 500, even the people that hated him gave him his respects because Dale Earnhardt tried 19 times to win, and something crazy always happened to him. What I'm saying is, nowadays, fans don't know how to be fans. They don't know how to be loyal to one team. They only just jump on the bandwagon because they're winning. And then the next day, you know, they jumped onto the next jersey. And then saying, well, I've been a fan for such and such, or I just follow LeBron James. Fans don't know how to be fans no more. Players come and go. I'm like this. You like the team or you don't. I think the only sport that you can get away with following somebody everywhere they go is racing. But I'm kind of getting off the track, but I'm, I'm circling around the point of this. For all of y'all who's sitting there saying that Steph Curry is the greatest of all time, what makes him the greatest of all time? Because he won four championships. Like, literally, you have to sit back and think about it. Oh, because he, what, he scores the most points in every game? 
He perfected a ugly ass half court shot. Like you really have to sit back and think. To me, when one thing that we're missing about Steph Curry, when it comes to all times grace, and this is just me, when has he put the team on his shoulders and actually led them to somewhere? Let's look at that season after the bubble. Steph Curry, people say, well, well the team was hurt. Oh, okay, I get it. But it's but as Steph as the team captain, as the man, the face that runs the place, isn't he supposed to make everybody around him better? Isn't he the one, like when Clay Thompson was hurt, that when the next man that steps up, he's supposed to make him better, right? Did that happen? Even though it took Kobe time, when Shaq left and he went through that slump, it took them time to understand that he can't do it by himself. Until he finally got the right pieces around him and made them better. When has it been a time that Steph Curry made the people around him better? Now, here's the difference. A lot of y'all are going to sit there and say, well, Steph Curry scored all these points and Klay Thompson scored all these points. And, you know, you know, uh, freaking, uh, God damn it, Dr- um, Draymond, they do their thing. Look at Poole coming off the bench. I get that part. But let me me this, Batman. Are they very talented? Do they hold up their end of the stick? Do they need Curry to get everything jump-started for that team? Think about it. When Curry leaves off the court, when he's getting his time to rest, do the team completely collapse? Do the team continue to produce like Curry is still on the um, court? I'm, 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 I'm being straight up. I'm, this is like I, like I said, I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm telling you, how does Curry make everybody around him better if everybody's already talented? They already got the talent. When Curry steps off that freaking court. To take a rest, or let's say if he's injured and he's hurt, those boys still win without him, right? Even, and I'm not even talking about this year. Let's look at his championship years. When their important pieces were hurt, definitely him. Was it as business as usual? Because last time I checked, there were games where Curry didn't even play because he was hurt, and they still performed. Without him. Even when times where you think that they're going to lose, they come up and they step up to a test and they win. Steph Curry is not, 
He's not Michael Jordan on that team, what I'm saying. Even Michael Jordan had nothing but talent around him. So, people, for everybody who's an MJ fan, let me tell y'all something. Michael Jordan would be Michael Jordan if he didn't have a stacked roster around him. Let's not pretend that just because Michael Jordan had this work-hard ethic that none of his players didn't put what they had on the table. Because, number one, I'm not even going to mention my boy, um, Scottie Pippen. Rodman, who came from the bad boys, from the Detroit Pistons, he already knew how to beat, how to win a championship. He already been on the mountaintop. He chose to leave that team to come down and help out the freaking Bulls to win a championship. So let's not pretend that the reason why the Bulls were so great was because of MJ. Because ironically, there was another player that held his weight too on the Bulls, and he happens to coach Golden State as a head coach. So that should tell you something. Steve Kerr wasn't no slouch neither. He may not have the numbers that reflects what Michael Jordan was doing, but guess what? He did his part. That team was talented. That team had role players. And I guarantee you, if you go back in the past, MJ fans, when MJ was out, I guarantee you, definitely with Phil Jackson coaching, that team still went on to win games without MJ. Just saying. But even with that example, one thing Michael Jordan did do, even though he had a lot of talent right there, did he made made them better? In the way he can, on paper, you would say, yeah. But just like in this case, the Bulls were already full of talent anyway. But back to Curry. I don't see him as being on the top 10. I can see him being 11, a close 11. Because for you to be the greatest, you shouldn't be great at your time of greatness when you're winning, if that makes sense. People fail to understand what builds champions, what makes heroes is when the hero is at his lowest point or her lowest point and they come back from adversity and that's what MJ had for all y'all NBA history buffs that's what made MJ who he is and it was all thanks to the Detroit Pistons the Detroit Pistons made MJ's life such a living hell that MJ himself literally thanks the freaking Detroit Pistons for making him the tough, gritty player that he is known for. He thanked them for that. And that's why Michael Jordan is as great as he is, ne- uh, great as he is then. That that adversity of not getting over the hump, not beating those dreaded bad boys from Detroit motivated him 
And when he beat them, it was sky's the limit. That's where everybody knew that MJ is going. He is going to be something special. But can you say that for Curry? What adversity did he have that he had to go through? Put that team on his shoulders. Bring him out the darkness into the light to winning a championship or championships. Tell me a game. Name me a game. And I'm talking to all the Golden State fans, true fans. I'm not saying it's like I got you or anything. Like, no, I literally want to know because what I see, I don't see that. He's already surrounded with great talent on and off the bench and the starting lineup. Clay Thompson's a monster. Freaking um, Looney, he's a pretty good player. Draymond Green, he does what he's going to do. Poole, pretty good player. Uh, even, um, what's his name? Gary Payton Jr. does his thing. You got all these players, even a healthier, <laughs> a healthier Igu Dollar, if I said his name right. He had talent on that team. How can you make people better when you already have talent around you? When has this team been so down that Curry was the only one that could lead them to the promised land? Even when they were hurt, if Curry is... If Curry should be in the top 10 grades of all time, that one year after the freaking bubble where they just was horrible, he should have made everybody better on the team, right? LeBron James been doing it all his career. He literally came back to Cleveland to beat Golden State and give the Cleveland Cavaliers their one, gave them their freaking championship. He came back to do that, and then he came back. Y'all make y'all can say whatever y'all want about LeBron James. Y'all can say whatever y'all want. But that man, every team he went to, he put on his shoulders and he won a championship with them. Until these past two seasons, and I could be wrong, but I know last season they didn't make it to the playoffs, obviously. But before then, if you was on LeBron James' team, you was guaranteed to go to the finals or at least make it to the playoffs. You were guaranteed. 
from the starters to the people on the bench. Because LeBron James made it happen. Because he put the damn team on his shoulders. Now the question is, did he make the players around him better? That's a good question. That's a very good question. I say this. He made them do their part. No matter how small the part was, he made them be like, look, I can't do this all by myself. Y'all need to put up a shut up. Like with a very young Kyrie. He made Kyrie better. And the reason why I say that is, look where Kyrie's now. And Kyrie was already that talented, and he wanted to be the main man in Cleveland and decided to leave to go to Boston. Look what happened. He didn't do much in Boston. He couldn't stay healthy. Now he's with the Brooklyn Nets, and he don't want to take a vaccine shot. And when the team needed him, Tatum made him look like a goddamn fool. And with that one last shot at the buzzer, Brooklyn's out. So LeBron James know a little thing about adversity and making his players play, making them better. Eh, that's iffy. I just say he made them do their jobs. I say that. But let's look at the stats, though, because a lot of y'all have been saying that Steph Curry is better than LeBron James, which I think y'all are high. <laughs> Some of y'all think that he deserves to be in the top 10, maybe even the top five. I really think you're high. But let's keep it with LeBron James. Because right now, I don't care what anybody says, LeBron James is the greatest of all time that we have right now. Just like Kobe in the 2000s, the freaking 2010s, and even a little bit with the 2020s, it's Kobe, and not Kobe, it's LeBron James. Period. I said what I said. So, I'm going to prove to you that Steph Curry, yes, he's in the room, but he still needs to sit down on that couch. He don't deserve to go up to the bar and get a freaking bottle of scotch or even a taste of Hennessy. So I'm going to look at these stats right here. This is um, a comparison um, that I'm looking at right now. And my freaking laptop won't work with me. I am uh, my source is landupbasketball.com. Um, you can look it up any player, any team. Um, you can do a comparison with which what I'm doing right now. So that is landupbasketball.com. So here's the comparison head to head. So Curry got into the league in 2010 and he's still current, and LeBron James got into the league in 2004. So 
let's get down to the real nitty-gritty. NBA championships, they're tied with four. NBA seasons, Le- uh, LeBron James obviously going to have more, 19. Excuse me. And Steph Curry will have 13. So, obviously, we all know that LeBron James should have more starts in, um, starts in games than uh, Steph Curry. Playoffs played, Steph Curry, eight, which he won half of the, those eight appearances. He had won four rings. And then you got LeBron James. He had 15 playoff games. Like I said, if you was on the LeBron James, <coughs> excuse me, if you was on a LeBron James team, you was guaranteed to make it to the playoffs and to the finals. Now, now we're going to get more to the personal stats. And this is where you're going to see, <laughs> you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna start to see that middle start to, pull more away of who is the best and who is second best. So MVP season, Steph got two, LeBron James got four. Finals MVP, one for Steph Curry, and I believe that's for this year. Um, LeBron James has four. All NBA, all, uh, all NBA first team, Curry got four. James got 13. Let that settle in to y'all. Let that settle in. Steph got four. LeBron James got 13. Finals MVP. LeBron got four. Steph got one. Seasons MVP. Steph got two. LeBron got four. Let's continue. All NBA teams, Seth got eight. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. LeBron got 18. All NBA teams, Steph got eight. LeBron James got 18. All defensive first team, Steph got none. LeBron got five. All defensive teams, Curry got zero. LeBron James got six. Scoring leader, Steph got two. LeBron got one. Assist leader, Curry got none. LeBron got one. Steals leader, Steph Curry got one. LeBron has none. Rookie of the year, LeBron James got one, obviously. (laughs) And Steph, none. Now, I'm not going to get – I'm going to get to the regular season stats. But, ladies and gentlemen, some of those categories – well, majority of these categories – LeBron James dominates easily, single-handedly, period. There are only uh, one, uh, let me see, 
You want to know how many categories Curry beats LeBron James? He beats them in scoring leaders. That's one. And he beats LeBron James in steals. That's two. And that's it. That is it. For y'all that's saying that Steph Curry is way better than LeBron James, y'all not doing your research. Y'all looking too much on the court rather than what the stats say. Yes, anybody can have a great shot. Anybody can make a great block. Yes, anybody can win. A, I won't say anybody, but yes, you can win a lot of championships. But the stats don't lie. The stats, so people say, yes, championships. Yes, it's all about winning championships. Yes, that, that may be true. But if you don't have no stats to back it up of winning that championship, it really puts your, how can I put it, what you contribute on the court and what you contribute to that championship team in question. Yeah, you won a championship, but were you a starter? What did you, what till, what did you contribute to the table? What you bring to the table that helped you contribute to winning that championship? What made you stand out from your teammates? Huh? What made you stand out? Because anybody can say, yeah, I won a championship, have a ring. Okay, what's your stats? What is your average during the game? How many steals? How many assists? What have you done as a player? You know? You, you, it, yes, it's a team sport, but also you got your own individual record too as well. Like, you really have to sit there and just think about it. For the people that ride the bench, don't get no playing time, no nothing, but win a championship with the team anyway, but contribute no points, no seals, no assists, should they be, should they be a part of the freaking all-time winners list? I mean, and even in the NFL, you had Tred Delfer who played for the Baltimore Ravens, and when they went to their Super Bowl, does that count him as the greatest quarterback of all time? Because everybody knows the reason why they made it to the Super Bowl was because of Ray Lewis and that dominating defense. See, these are questions you have to ask yourself. Will you make crazy comments just because you just won a championship? Championships, to me, yes, it's all about the team winning the championship, but to me, it's overrated because you got people that either ride the bench or mediocre at best, and they just happen to be on the championship team. They just show up when it matters. Or they just off the bench. When you retire and you leave off this team, what will the fan base or even the NBA remember you 
for. You just can't be like, well, I played for this championship team. Okay, what's your stats? What stats is going to jump at me and be like, oh, okay. You did your thing during that year. Okay, I see you. Y'all have to ask yourselves that. You can't go by looks. Like the old saying goes, the devil is in the details. And Steph Curry only got two. Let me say that again. Two categories. That LeBron James destroys him. And the rest, Miles, y'all can look it up for yourselves. It's landofbasketball.com. We need to stop looking at only championships. We need to see what their individual stats are. MVP is important. Finals MVP is important. All NBA first teams is very important. All NBA team, very important. All defensive first team, important. All defensive teams is important. And all those ones I have said, other than MVP, Freaking Steph Curry is getting his ass handed to him. And then also, for you to be a great, you have to be an all-around good player. You have to be a good defensive player. And Steph got nothing for defensive player. Not even all defensive teams. Zero. Nada. All defensive first team, zero, nada. And he's the greatest? Come on, make that make sense. Let's make that make sense. But let's go to the regular season stats. So points per game, LeBron James win once again with 27.1. Steph Curry with 24.3. Rebounds per game, James again. Steph with 4.6, James with 7.5. Assists per game, James wins that again. 6.5 to LeBron James, 7.4. Steals per game, give that to Steph Curry, 1.7. LeBron James, 1.6. Blocks per game, give that to LeBron James, 0.8 to Curry's 0.2. Ladies and gentlemen, that is regular season stats. Now, you probably would think, oh, points per game, that easy goes to Curry. LeBron James be putting up 30, you know, 30 and 40 points in a handful of games, too, as well, in a lot of games. That's not getting twisted. But all those categories I just mentioned right there, Steph, excuse me, Steph Curry only got one. By 0.1%. And that was steals per game. Everyone else 
LeBron James dominated with the stats. But let's continue. Total stats, total points. Curry has 20,064 points. LeBron James, 37,062 points. Give that to LeBron James. Total rebounds, 3,838. Curry, LeBron James, 10,210. Give that to James. Total assists, Curry, 5,388 to LeBron James, 10,045. Once again, James. Total steals, Curry with 1,367 to LeBron James, 2,136. Give the nod to James. Total block, Steph Curry, 187. LeBron James, 1,041. Once again, give the nod to, to James. Total games, Curry, 826. LeBron James, 1,366. Once again, to James. Come on, people. Come on. Like, come on. Y'all got to give LeBron James his respect. And you saying that Steph Curry is better than LeBron James, y'all are too disrespectful. You should look yourself in the mirror and smack yourself. All these stats, total stats, LeBron James is killing him. Literally. Alive. Steph Curry is not even on LeBron James' level. Take away the championships. He is not seeing LeBron James. And you know it. But let's continue. Now let's go with percentages. Field goal percentages. Curry got an average of 0.73. LeBron James, 0.505. James, three-point percentage. Curry, 0.428 to James, 0.346. Give the nod to Curry. Free throw percentages. Curry with a 0.908 to LeBron James, 0.734. Curry wins two out of the three of those categories. He wins two out of the three of those categories. So you give that the nod to Curry. But let's keep those two stats in mind because now it's starting to get more nick and nick with these Nick stats coming up. Best season, no game minimum. Points per game, Steph Curry, 32 points, 2021. James, 31.4, 2006. Get the nod to Curry. Rebounds per game, 5.5, 2021. James, 8.6. 2018, not James. Assistance, assists per game. Curry, 8.5, 2014. James, 10.2, 2015. 
2020, not James. Steals per game, Curry, 2.1, 2016. James, 2.2, 2005. Blocks per game, Steph Curry, 0.4, 2020. LeBron James, 1.1, 2009. Ladies and gentlemen, those previous categories, well, Steph Curry won was two. Actually, we put all the stats that I just mentioned all together. When we start with the NBA season stats, he won three. Three of the stats. Three categories he won. Two of the three categories he dominated. One, he barely is beating LeBron James. So are we going to continue this uh, stuff is better than James? Or are we just not going to look in the stats? But we continue. Now we go to the playoffs. Yes, we're, yes, we're, 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 we're talking playoffs. Yeah. We talking playoffs? So, playoffs. Points per game. Steph, well, let me let me start just saying the last name. Curry, 26.6. James, 28.7. Not to James. Rebounds per game. Steph, I mean, ah, sorry. Curry, 5.4. James, 9.0. Not to James. Assists per game. 6.2 Curry, 7.2 James, not to James. Seals per game, Curry 1.6, James 1.7, not to James. Blocks per game, Curry 0.3, James 0.9, James. James went to the playoffs so many times, but he won no championships. But he's still patting the stats. Still padding the stats. And this is why before this two-year slump that he's been having with the L.A. Lakers, maybe even third slump, and I just heard a firework or a gunshot, so I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I'm on the white side of town, just let you know. But, um, <laughs> but as I was saying, during the, before those – Two seasons of the slumps with the um, Lakers. If you was on LeBron James' team, you was guaranteed to make it to the playoffs. And you was guaranteed to make it to the finals. So, which guarantee is better? You guarantee to win a championship or you guarantee to make it to the playoffs and the finals. Now, y'all probably can say, that's no brainer. I'm going to make it to the championship. But who says you're going to win? That's a long shot. But if you got somebody on the team that's been there, done that, that went the year before that, went to the year before that, went to the year before that, went to the year before that, are you willing to place that bet? On a person that been there before. 
or you're going to take a bet because your team is stacked and everybody's saying that y'all going to make it to a championship. So maybe I did answer my own question about LeBron James making everybody better. Because if this man literally had to pick his team up, there had to be a couple of times where his team had to perform without him. Just saying. I'm not coming off as a LeBron James fan, but I think it's time that we put respect on this, this man's name and stop comparing people like Steph Curry and putting him in the same room of greatness with him. That's disrespectful. I don't care what Kendrick Perkins says. Kendrick Perkins need to understand he wasn't even close to being a role player. Maybe a role player of eating all those Dunkin' Donuts and Krispy Kreme Donuts in the locker room and then going on the freaking court causing fouls. Lucky he got a job as an ESPN analysis, but I digress. <laughs> Curry should not be sitting, like I said, if there was a room where, you know, everybody's sitting down that won a championship, yes, he yes. He, he he should be he should be in the room, but he should not be sitting at the freaking bar with all the greatest having Cognac, Cavassier, Hennessy, and all that top-of-the-line drinks that they have. He don't deserve to sit up there yet. Most of all, he should not be having a conversation with nobody at that freaking bar. It should be a membership. It is a membership. Greatness only. Curry's not ready to go in those um go behind that velvet rope and sit at the bar with them. Like some bird magic. Walt, Akeem Olajuwon, Bill Russell, MJ, Kobe. He don't deserve to sit up there with them yet. He don't. Only reason why you deserve to be in the room with these um, gentlemen is because you won multiple championships. That's it. And I just heard another gunshot. I don't know what the heck's that, but it's going down. But. Let me go and say these last stats because this is a lot. Oh, no, we still got some more. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to end it like this. I'm going to end it like this. So I'm going to skip down to the best playoffs stats against their best years in playoffs. So let's go to this total stats real quick right here. Total points. Curry, 3,570. James, 7,631, not James. Total rebounds, Curry, 719. James, 2,391, give it to James. Curry, total assists, Curry, 833. James, 1,919, not James. Total steals, Curry with 210. James, 454, not to James. Total blocks, Curry, 38, James, 252, give the nod to James. Total games, obviously, we're going to give this 
um, to James. Curry, 134. James, 226. I mean, 266. So let's go all the way down to the playoffs. Best playoffs. So here we go. Best playoffs. Points per game. Curry, excuse me, Curry, 2015, 28.3. James, 2009, 35.3. Not to James. Rebounds per game. Curry, 2017, 6.2. James, 2015, 11.3. Assists per games. Curry, 2014, 8.4. James, 2018, 9. Not to James. Steals per game. <coughs> Excuse me. Curry, 2017, 2. James, 2016, 2.3. James. Blocks per game. Curry, 2018, 0.7. James, 2010, 1.8. Put respect on freaking LeBron James' name. Put the respect. Put the respect on his name. And to be fair, the one category I did not mention was the percentages. So Curry wins, obviously, the three-point percentages with 4.01 with James 0.337. And free throw um, percentages goes to Curry once again 0.892 to James 740. Field goal percentages, James wins that with 495 and Curry with 452. So how many categories has Steph won? With those two, Curry won five. Five categories. And the rest goes to LeBron James. The rest goes to LeBron James. Sit back and let that marinate on your membrane when you have a friend, or even if it's just you that thinks Steph Curry is better than James. LeBron James not only literally eclipsed Steph Curry, Steph is basically LeBron James's son. Comparing the stats that freaking LeBron James had, Steph Curry winning the NBA Finals four times make it seem like it was just a participation trophy with the stats that LeBron James has. Think about it. I just read you every single stat right here. The important stats, because people are going to come up with all these other stats that has nothing to do with nothing. The important stats. The stats that defines a career. The, the stats that defines your greatness. The stats where people can sit here and argue how much they hate you, but when you bring up that stat, it will have them shutting up and grasping for strings 
and grasping for excuses. Look, I've been there. That's why I say I'm a respectable hater and I don't want to fight. If I'm wrong, guess what? I'm going to say I'm wrong. Still doesn't change the fact I don't like them, but I will give you your process. I will shut up. I.e., I'm still not a Kobe hater. I still, I still don't like Kobe. Rest in peace to his family and all that stuff. But guess what? I respected him when he won both those championships back to back without Shaq. I shut the fuck up. And I guarantee a lot of countless haters of Kobe did the same thing. Because I know I did. And I had no shame of admitting that. No shame. But in this case, everybody who's saying that Steph is better than LeBron James stopped the cap. Wake up. And stay off the marijuana. Or whatever you smoking. Whatever haterade that you're drinking. Stop. Steph is not in LeBron James atmosphere. This is beyond him not being on his level. He's not even in his atmosphere. He's not even in his stratosphere. You can sit there and say he won four championships. They're tied. But stats-wise, don't mean a damn thing when you got stats like LeBron James where he's dominating you in the most important of categories. Where it matters. Where 10 years down the road when LeBron James retired, just like they did with Kobe, just like it did with MJ, they're going to do that with LeBron James. And I'm going to say this. Curry is not going to catch those stats. No time soon. I said what I said. Because I'm going to tell you this. That Golden State, you know, what they got going on, Gold State, it's great, but it's not going to last forever. Because it's going to be coming to money issues. It's going to come to conflicts of role playing, who's going to be starting off the bench and all that stuff. It's going to happen. Definitely in these NBA times nowadays, how money is a factor, how people want their time and all that stuff. People want to get paid, right? People want to have their time to play, right? You think that it's always going to be perfect with Golden State? Trust me, I know. As a Mavericks fan, when we finally got over the hump, we got rid of people. We couldn't pay them. We couldn't pay them. So what makes you think that Golden State is not going to have that issue or have that problem? Which lead me back to the point that I was making about making everybody better on your team. Curry does not possess that. So y'all can enjoy this, the championships now, but guess what? A championship don't define your career. Yes, it, it does say that hard work pays off, but it does not define your career.
And that's not at all. Now, I understand you had people who had the stats and never won a championship, but they're still regarded as the greatest or the best. Look at Dan Marino. Dan Marino never won a freaking Super Bowl, but he had stats like a freaking pro pro bowling freaking quarterback. One of the greatest. All-time greats. And he made it into the freaking Hall of Fame. Ain't got one Lombardi trophy to show for it. And that's why I mean that stats is what defines your career. LeBron James could retire right now, and he will still be known as the greatest, and Curry still wouldn't be in his atmosphere if Curry went 10 more years after. And once again, I said what I said. Will Curry eventually be in the top 10? Yeah. But he's going no further than nine. Now, don't get me wrong. He will be eventually going to be in the greatest of all time, top 10. But he's going no further than nine. He's not going to go no further than nine. But comparing him to LeBron James, stop. I beg of y'all, stop. But if I had to answer the question of should he be in the top 10 right now? No. No. 11, that's the best I would give him. And please do not say because he won four championships that he should should be in the top 10. Once again, your championship should not define your career. Your stats do. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and end it right here. I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this or a lot of people say, well, I've been saying that for the longest period of time. It's an hour long. But I don't care. It had to be said. But other than that, I'd like to thank y'all for um, subscribing. I'd like to thank y'all for listening. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe now. Tell your friend, tell your mom, tell your side piece, whoever. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so very much for Bob my heart. Y'all have a great evening, morning, new night, whatever it falls under. I have been your host, Donna Elamonte. This has been the Elamonte News Report. Y'all have a good one here. Love y'all.